Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFMTO podcast. I am your host, Casper. And I am your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. It's spooky month. Happy October, bitches. It's October, bitches. Which bitches? We are officially in October for the the podcast. Boom, 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 boom. I'm gonna have the goosebumps it's gonna be <laughs> all night. You guys, it's so hard to get into the fall spirit when it's 80 fucking degrees outside. We're we're in Indian summer where we live in Ohio right it's been now. Indian summer so, for a whole goddamn two Yeah, months. it's been a little ridiculous because you know climate change. Um <laughs> so let's not get started on that now. <laughs> I it's we're we're at that point where it's like really nice and cool in the mornings, which I'm fucking loving because of my backyard and I can just sit and have my coffee in the morning. But then literally by two o'clock, it's like I have to turn my air conditioning on because it's 78 degrees in my house. And <laughs> what the fuck is happening? So I'm a little sick of it, especially yes yesterday morning was gorgeous honestly the morning there, we, when we were so much fog when like, we were at the cabin the that saturday morning yeah was cold yeah like the cabin was cold well it was cold all night and i love that i sleep right but um i slept way better that night but anyway yeah yesterday morning was amazing i, lo- I did love it was the fog. so foggy and but I it was too that. humid it was the humidity it was humid by way. like like i I had to go somewhere by, I had to go somewhere at nine o'clock and it was so humid, but I could barely see in front of me because of the fog. It was so weird. We need to tell the humidity to fuck off. Yeah, I'm a little done. I'm a lot done. I'm a little done. Summer is a toxic ex that won't let fucking go. It, oh, that just triggered me. It really is. (laughs) I feel like triggered because it really is. Especially since I've been seeing, there's there's that one TikTok trend where it's like, it's that song, you know, I got the sauce, you know, and, but it was the one, like, when your ex won't leave you alone and they keep coming back and it's like, I don't well, care what I got. Will you go get some sauce somewhere else? <laughs> Fucking Mercury in the Gatorade right now. All the everyone's coming Look, on Freddie and- Mercury is in the cherry limeade and <laughs> we are just... She said that today, and I wanted a cherry limeade slush from Sonic. They're so, so bad. good. And I'm sorry if somebody else is out there like, you know what? Damn it, now I want one. They're so fucking They're good. They're so fucking good. They are. So, guys, before we get into our movie review episode about Malignant, there will be spoilers. Tons of spoilers. Um, Before we get into that, I wrote from Ross Wilson. Ow! That was my arm. Are you okay? That was really. <laughs> There's loud. actually like a whole ass. What? Come your bunny down. That was amazing. I'm glad your arm's okay. That was a pop. I was cheating. Like, it's popping. It's popping. It's popping. What is it? What is it? Oh my God. Anyway, TikTok has corrupted our brains. Um, it used to be Vine. I used to anyway, quote Vine way more than TikTok, and now I'm pretty sure you're in the same page as everyone else. <laughs> Especially since they're like recycling vines now into TikToks, which I don't know how I feel about that exactly. Anyway, um, Judas. So we have the beard oil, guys. Officially, um, I know that that's been something. You, know, all my products have always been for guys too, but. 
I know that that was something thrown out there as far as some type of beard oil, especially with, you know, a lot of guys um, do like a Movember in November. Um, I actually worked for a place that used to participate with that because there was money donated for prostate cancer research. And, um, you know, it's always a good cause. But um, yeah, we've got the beard oil for sale. Um, everything else is up to uh, if any of you guys are still having issues with bugs. Apparently, I got ate up over the weekend and didn't even realize it till I got home. Um, my Same. lavender chamomile bath bomb literally saved me. So uh, if any of you are still having problems with those pesky skeeters out there, um, grab those lavender chamomile bath bombs, the pumpkin spice ones, of course. Um, I am going to put up a poll on Instagram about bringing back the Scully bath bombs. Um, I know that that was a popular one, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. They are a fucking son of a bitch to make. But <laughs> if people like them and they do get a high ranking on the poll, I will bring them back um, for Halloween. So otherwise, um, all the bath bombs, all the things, they're on Etsy. Calm your body down. Free shipping as always. Call everybody down on Instagram, see your BD. And thank you. That's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It was like a pause. Just a little bit. I had to. Because I said, Calm your body down. Spooky, scary skeleton. <laughs> Ding. It's so appropriate. Oh, it was so perfect. All right, my dudes, we are going to talk about the very highly controversial movie called Malignant tonight, and I'm super excited to talk. I know we're both super excited to talk about this movie. So excited. Um, James Wan's <clears throat> new film. Um, now, before going into this film, a lot of my, all, pretty much all of my friends had seen it before me because uh, Becky and I wanted to watch it together, and she went on a cabin trip. With her husband, so I waited and we watched it together, but all of my friends except one of them uh, that had seen it told me that it was amazing and they loved it, but not to go into it thinking it's a James Wan film, like Insidious or The Conjuring, but I'm also like, don't forget that James Wan did Lights Out, don't forget that James Wan did Demonic, don't forget that James Wan did Dead Silence, I mean like his, his range is so crazy, but Demonic actually is very underrated it is I, very underrated i when i originally saw it i didn't even know it was a james wan film and then i went back and watched it again and it's very underrated it I, is. I think so but this is a little different off the beaten path of what james wan does on his films um i do love the fact that there were elements in the film that you're like yes this is definitely a james wan film but there were also elements that you can tell that he's he's a fan of other directors and I really enjoy that, that he pretty much did like such an ode. Um, so first of all, just real quick before we get into our reviews, because this movie has, this movie's literally just been kind of 50, 50. You loved it or you hated it. I have not found anyone who's kind of like, eh, it was fine. Either they're like, no, no. Or they were like, fuck yes. Um, it's a 6.3 on IMDb, and on an IMDb having anything over a 6 in a horror film is phenomenal because IMDb is harsh when it comes to horror films. 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I really like 
the, that fact, um, and that's the critic score. The audience are actually at a 52%, which like Metacritic, Metacritic is a 51%. So like I said, it's literally like a split down the middle. Either you loved it or you hated it. It's, it's hard to tell, like, um, there's no, like, in-between road on this film. And also 67% of Google users liked it as well. So a little bit higher in the Google users, but... This movie came out on HBO Max. Um, it came out about what about a month ago? Yeah, and because um, it was the so it would have been the eleventh, twelfth. Oh, September tenth. September tenth, tenth, the tenth. Yeah, yeah. So literally almost a month ago, um, released in. I know it went in theaters, but uh, it was also released on HBO Max. That's why we wanted to wait to talk about it. I'm sure some yeah. of you guys were probably like, "Oh, they're going to be doing." horror movie episode in October or maybe they'll do Halloween Kills well we didn't want to do Halloween Kills because we didn't anytime we ever do our movie reviews if you guys aren't new to us we give a shit ton of spoilers and we have done a Halloween series episode please go back and listen to it if you haven't it's amazing it's with, one of the best you know friend of the show Chris we had so much fun um so we picked Malignant because we knew by the time we would do this episode, it would be about a month. So it would give everybody a chance to see it um, because obviously we're going to talk about spoilers. And if anybody follows me on Instagram, I am so sorry. I, I, I love the art picture that I posted, but then I realized, boy, that was a big fucking spoiler. Pretty much gave away the whole goddamn movie. But it was an amazing piece of art. Wait, and I loved what, it. What did you post? Did you see it? I don't think story? I saw so it. There's an, uh, there's a, there's an <laughs> artist out there named Burnzig that's on Instagram. Please follow this guy. I fucking love his stuff. He does mashups of like cartoons Dis or like Disney stuff with horror. It's fucking incredible. And he mashed Maleficent with Malignant. And it is fucking amazing. Um, so if you guys saw it in my stories, it looks really fucking cool. But then I realized that. I pretty much gave away the whole fucking movie. But I would hope by now What's everybody his, has how do you seen spell it. His name? Bernzig, like literally how you say it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. But I pretty yep. much gave away the whole yep. movie. Um, um, amazing though. That's really cool. That's fucking incredible. Holy shit balls. I had to repost it. Because I knew we were doing the episode, and I knew um, he did a really good one where he gave an ode to all of Stephen King's movies, but it's uh, um, Bob's Burgers characters. And, I'm going to have uh, to go through this. Oh, yeah, tonight. this guy's amazing. If you guys are, I'm telling you guys, if you're into horror, but also, like, old school, because, I mean, he does, like, he does, like, Bob's Burgers horror mashups. He does Disney horror mashups. Um, pretty much everything. And please support artist guys oh my god there are so many amazing artists on instagram oh i know i've followed i've seen them all i've been following him for a while i can't believe i didn't tell you about this guy i've been following him for a while now his fucking he's got damn wands written the guy's amazing you guys have got to follow him yes follow artists anyway because they are so fucking talented and the algorithm's all fucked up and they they really rely on social media he's got an etsy shop too awesome very so, awesome. Hopefully by now everybody has seen this either in the theaters or on HBO Max. Like we watched it. Um, but like Casper was saying about this not being your typical James Wan film, but then realizing how much of a, a range James Wan actually has. Um, if you guys saw my stories too, after we watched it, 
this, I, this reminded me so, this was more, um, not David Lynch. Cronenberg. Twin Peaks. Cronenberg. Mm -hmm. This was very, this was such a Cronenberg film. Like I, if you guys are into David Cronenberg, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's. So you know how an artist will take a, a song and make it their own? Yeah. James Wan took a Cronenberg film and made it his own. Yeah. That, that's the best way to describe he it. He definitely did. Because Cronenberg, made, he was essentially the originator of what we now call, like, body horror. He would have these really visceral images of certain parts of the body where you were just like, oh, my God. And it made you so uncomfortable. And... I love that, to be quite honest with you. Because just the, the thought of, like, I mean, the guy, the classic, The Fly. I mean, if you haven't seen anything else by David Cronenberg, Jesus Christ, everybody has seen The Fly. But, I mean, he's had Videodrome, Scanners, and, and you know, even he kind of flipped the script and went in a different direction and directed a History of Violence, Eastern, Eastern Promises, which are amazing. They're not horror films. But, um yeah, I mean, even if you take an example like The Fly, oh my God, literally the most horrifying parts of that movie are Jeff Goldblum transforming into The Fly. And I mean, he literally takes you through every single stage to the point that like body parts are falling off and it's so visceral and disgusting, but you can't stop looking at it. And you're like... It just, all of his movies, I mean, there's parts in Videodrome and, um, oh, God, The Brood, oh, my God. Lord, The Brood, if, The Brood. If you're a mother, you watch The Brood, I'm, I'm very sorry. I, I, was, not, children, I was, but, was not expecting that movie at all. Um, And then, uh, of course, you know, it came back in the public eye because uh, the Sasuke sisters did a um, remake of it, which I've had yet to see their version. I can't wait to see it, but... um. Oh, with the rabid rabid. Oh God! Huh. The original huh. rabid is so good. Oh and the Sasuke oh sisters God, oh did God. such a great job. Just the thought of something like crawling in you or being—I mean, like crawling he, in. he literally just like so. Yeah. Anyway, the the body horror was so visceral and and malignant. Almost maleficent. Um, <laughs> and malignant that. I think not only were people completely unexpected of the ending, but I don't think they even thought of how like visceral it was going to be, but it was done so well. And it's exactly like you said, Casper, it's like James Wan took a Cronen, took like the bones of a Cronenberg and added the meat and, added, and added the meat to it himself. Mm -hmm. It's just, it was the perfect there were parts that reminded me pairing. of Lights Out so and much. And me too. There really were parts. Well, it, he works with, I'm I'm sure he probably, you know, obviously he still works with Joseph Bashara. Who, right. Did the music you know, for I mean, like everything. You heard the music. You knew it was a James Wan film because he, you know, Joseph, like Joseph Bashara is, is amazing. But um, on top of that, there were certain scenes, and this is probably due to the fact that he probably works with the same like cinematographer oh, yeah. that a lot of the editing and lighting of certain scenes were very much, you know, they were giving me insidious vibes. They were, you know, just because he shoots, he shoots movies in a certain way that like, 
not only are you right in somebody's face, he also shoots them from a wide... He just... He knows how to evoke emotion in a yeah, shot. Like, he whether does. he needs to be right in your face or way far away from you to get the entire landscape. Like, if he needs to get the whole landscape, he'll do these big wide shots. But if he really wants to invoke the fear, he'll do these, like, really almost impersonal, like, close-up shots. So, um, like I said, there were definitely cues that you knew this was a James Wan film. Um, but like I said, it's probably due to the fact that he probably works with the same uh, people in, in his films, which is, you know, I would, I would say, which is a, awesome because yeah. not only, you know, not only is that, not only does that mean that you have a team um, that can work together cohesively like that. Uh, if your films are really good, it, it shows. So, well, it shows that you have a very tight knit kind of family. Yeah, where you always know you have people to back you up, and you always know you can work really well together. And I, I love, I love seeing directors that do that. That keep the same um, music composer. That keep the same videographer, cinematographer, producers. Just you know, spectrum. All of and even the same actors. I love that you can see some of his the same actors in some of his films. Spread. I really like that too because that means that there's um, there's a good. It usually to me to that shows that they're a good director as well because they take care of their actors. They take care of their, you know, everyone, and they're not a piece of shit. That's just like this is my fucking movie. You're gonna do what I say. Like they care. They genuinely and I care. that shows. I don't care what anybody says. I have seen movies and I've heard that like behind the scenes stuff was, you know, and then you're like, well, it showed in the movie. Twilight. You can see it. <laughs> anyway, so um, the the film stars. Uh, Annabelle Wallace, which still fucks me up because I was like, she looks familiar, but I didn't recognize her until I actually looked her up and realized that she's not a brunette and it still messes me up. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> Let me tell you right now. It's so crazy how there's some actresses because I mean, you know, Vera Farmiga, we were just talking about how they can literally switch from blonde to brunette and look like completely different fucking people. Like I was like, and that's literally the bitch all from they did, and literally all they did was change their hair. I was like, that's, that's the, that's the woman from hair. Annabelle. Um, what? <laughs> uh, Jessica Chastain fucking me up in Mama. That still to this day fucks me up. That did that you know was that her. for a solid two years? I did me, not know that was Jessica Chastain. First time. Well, wow. Because well, I could see that. I really. Didn't. I could see that. First time I saw it, I was like. I know who that is, but, but I is don't, <laughs> but I don't know who that, who is that? And then when they were like, oh, it's Jessica Chastain, I was like, what? I mean, the that, cop from Sinister. Right. The girl from exactly. Annabelle Creation. That's a hundred percent what happened. I mean, but they did that on purpose. I think that they distinctly wanted to make sure that she didn't look anything <laughs> like you couldn't recognize her because that red hair is very distinctive. Yes. So. Yes. She's actually coming up. She's going to be in a movie. You want to talk about not recognizing her at all. She's playing Tammy Faye Baker. And Andrew Garfield is Jim Baker. What? Wait till you see that goddamn trailer. 
It looks incredible. Well, I mean, I can't say anything, though, because I remember when I heard Kristen Stewart was playing Princess Diana. Exactly. And I was like, what the fuck? And then fuck? you saw the trailer. And then and I saw the like, trailer, and I was like, what the fuck? See? You can't judge movies. Kristen I did the Stewart same may thing. be winning an Oscar next year. Who I did the same knows? thing. I was like, <laughs> Jessica Chester. And then she Tammy spoke. Tammy Faye Baker. And then she spoke. Yeah. I was like, whoa. I'm telling you, guys, makeup, if, and if they can really act it right, it fucking i finally caught well, considering... the episode of um the new thing the impeachment <laughs> about the the monica Lewinsky thing yes um y'all let me tell sarah paulson jesus well and i know there's all this controversy that she, that she you know had a fat suit and i know people aren't happy about that she's already responded to it i'm not gonna go there but um all i can say is this linda tripp's daughter highly approves so anybody that wants to talk any smack heard you talking smack i'm sorry <laughs> fucking tiktok again i'm sorry i'm sorry i mean it triggered it um, in my brain i just didn't say it it just <laughs> if if linda tripp's daughter approves then everybody else can fuck off because it, it i saw that first episode and it blew me i didn't know because i was i was alive when all that was going on mm -hmm. um and i kept i kept looking at the screen and going because Linda, if, if nobody, Linda Tripp has been long since dead. Um, but I mean, she, I was like, whoa. It is amazing oh how they can. So yeah, you it can. Is amazing. They can. They can do a lot. It's it's insane what they can do to real. And if somebody can really act the part mm -hmm. too. Like, I didn't think Leonardo DiCaprio looked anything like Howard Hughes. But the aviator was actually i'm sorry kate blanchett stole that whole fucking movie i was gonna say are anyway, we really gonna not talk I about kate blanchett that, like, in that film she pretty much stole that whole movie so like, kate blanchett steals any movie she's ever i mean in. i mean she walks in like, and she are we really gonna owns, talk about it she owned what are we gonna do and with, she looked like but Catherine what are we Hepburn. gonna do in borderlands because kate blanchett and Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know. Woo! Put both of those women in a room. God bless. I am really excited <laughs> about that movie, though. And I'm not even a gamer, and I'm really excited about it. The cast is so fucking stacked. How that's why. That's why. It's yeah. so stacked. And Eli Roth is directing it, which I was like, what? And then I've been hearing things, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm like what you said, though. His horror is what messes me up. I don't really. Yeah. His horror is hit or miss. But everything else he does is usually a Because hit. Hostel, I hated literally till the very, very end of the movie. Hostel was a lot. That was a lot. The very end of the movie. That is it. Otherwise, I'm like... Living in the sunlight. Living in the <laughs> Literally that. <laughs> literally that. Blank face with that song going on. Because I got a blank space. Face. Face. Space. Place. I'm like, we're just rhyming. You're like race, mace, <laughs> place. Oh my lord! So uh, Annabelle Wallace stars in this oh my film. God, I'm sorry, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, who plays the main the main girl? And then we have Ingrid Bisu who plays Winnie. Who was Winnie? Remember, she was the. Um... One of the like CSI people oh, with the glasses that yes. had a crush on the detective. Yes, okay. That's really, really she, hot. She was really <laughs> cute in that movie. Though. She was adorable. Very cute. Uh, Maddie Hassan, who plays Sydney Lake, McKenna Grace, who always, who especially lately, who has always played the young versions of all of everyone, <laughs> like everyone. That kid is 
incredible. She's, she's gonna be huge. She, she really acts is. Her little fucking ass off. I, um, George Young played Kikoa K- K- Shaw. I was like, give me a minute. I kept wanting to say Kioa. Uh, Derek Mitchell. Nope. Jake Abel, who plays Derek Mitchell. <laughs> you were like, nope, nope. Um, and Michelle. Is it Michelle? And I'm sure Jake is a very nice man in real life, but fuck his character. Oh yeah, fuck him. Um, <laughs> fuck him. Uh, is it Mi- is it Michelle? Brianna White. Is that her? Is that how you pronounce her name? Or am I destroying her name? Um, I think so. Okay, I think we'll she go plays with Regina Moss. Um, can we talk about Regina? She was amazing. Regina, <laughs> I am so sorry. And she was actually one of the only. Besides Annabelle Wallace and McKenna Grace, she was the only actress that I recognized. Um, well, and of course, Ingrid Bisou, because she was in The Nun. Um, oh, and Zoe. Jesus Christ, I met Zoe Bell. Sophia, do not do that. Um, but I did not really recognize anybody else in this movie, which I kind of liked. I kind of like Yeah, I kind of like that, too. When there's people I don't know. So, um... I do, I do kind of... It's, it's kind of one of yeah, the reasons Detective why Yeah, Detective Moss was amazing. I think one of the reasons why I love found footage so much is for that reason. I do yes. like not recognizing people. Yeah. It makes it more... I don't want to use the term realistic, but it kind of does. Except for when I saw Chernobyl Diaries, and I was like, is that Jesse McCartney? Also, that's honestly a terrible Excuse film. Excuse me. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to randomly bring that up, but like... It wasn't good. I was so happy they were making a found footage. Can I just tell y'all, I have fallen... I fall down a lot of rabbit holes if you've listened to this podcast long enough. And Chernobyl, like the haunted shit about Chernobyl, I fell down a rabbit hole on. So when I found out they were making a movie about like fucked up shit in Chernobyl, I was like... And it was going to be found footage. I was like, oh, you literally put two of my favorite things together. And then... Justin McCartney. And they didn't even shoot it in Chernobyl. Let me tell you, that's the biggest thing that pissed me off is I found that, oh, well, like, none of the movie was shot in Chernobyl. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And the ending was hot garbage. So, if you've never seen that movie, please don't. That was like when I was watching Fear the Walking Dead and I was like, oh, while Justin McCartney appears. What is he doing? When did he pop up? He was in the first season for a couple episodes. Was he? Yeah. Oh my god, I blocked that out. It was... I blocked that out. The only I made it through two seasons. I made it through a season and a half of that show, and I literally blocked out (laughs) The only OG person who's left is Alicia. I don't even know if she's in it now, honestly. I know Morgan. Morgan left the original Walking Dead and went to Fear the Walking Dead, and Maggie's back on the regular... Anyway, we're not going to get on the spiel. Anyway, so... um, So, those are some of the people that star in the film. And, of course, you know it was directed by James Wan. And the screenplay was by Akilah Cooper. Which I actually was trying to look and see... Excuse me. Uh, Cooper was a staff writer for Grimm for a couple seasons, if anybody remembers that show. Also, Um, the screenwriter of the sequel to The Nun. mm -hmm. That's coming out soon. So, excited about that. Uh, Writer and co-producer on The 100, American Horror Story, Luke Cage, uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which is of East End. Um, I guess these are all TV shows. Yeah, most of those are TV shows. Um, But yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm... I'm excited to see what's going to happen with the sequel to The Nun because uh, I'm I was pretty fucking happy with Malignant. So I really, I mean, I really liked the original Nun. A lot of people didn't, and was like, it wasn't that scary. And I'm like, if you if you know anything oh about God, James Wan, scared the shit. 
a lot of times James Wan isn't honestly very scary. He is so story driven in his horror films. The original Conjuring scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it, but it is such a story driven film. Most yeah. of his movies are very, even this one, malignant, very story driven. The original <laughs> Nun scared the fuck out of me. I don't care what anybody The very says. beginning was terrifying the, as the fuck. The very beginning scared the bejesus out of me. That thing oh. coming down the fucking hallway. I Please said. Oh. <laughs> the fact that you have to like go back into the seat to hit that note. You have to. You're I like, can't do it. Oh. <laughs> oh. That shit is scary. <laughs> and then she's coming down the hallway and the lights I, are going out as she's coming and you're like. Oh, <laughs> it's me, guys. I think it's because my house has a long. I've always lived somewhere that has a long hallway, and that well, is just always terrifying. I'm sorry, we have a mortgage. I can't just leave. So <laughs> you sound like everybody else has got haunted house problems. We can't just leave. Yeah, let me tell you right now. If that bitch really did show up in this house, fuck this mortgage. Well, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not one of them white people. I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> Sometimes hauntings are like gum. You take it with you. God damn it. And that's true too. And I mean, she is a demon. So God damn it. that's, I don't, I'm not guys, giving you much hope. You guys know, just if you're fans of the show, how we've had, you know, our own run in with the demons. So I think that was another reason why that movie fucked me up so bad. Just the, the whole imagery of, of, of nuns and just all of that stuff. Like, it, it just, ugh. And I, and I deeply believe in demons so much. So I, that's just another big reason why that movie and, you know, he flat out used the name, I mean, uh, used the name and the description of, I mean, definitely spelled it differently. Good on James. He saved but, his ass doing that but shit. He straight up, I mean, like that. It's the same exact demon who is valid. And I mean, the description, the defiler, the snakes, everything, like it was... That was the actual description of that demon. So it, yeah, I don't know about other people. I don't know how any, I, I don't know. I guess things affect people in different ways, but the nun scared shit out of me. The first Conjuring and the first nun movie both really, really scared me the first time I saw them. I just enjoyed watching it in a movie theater with the seats that moved. That was really cool. Yes. That it was, was really cool. And, it, and when there was a jump scare, the seats would jar. And, and I that, was like, oh! that added to the effect. <laughs> I highly recommend seeing a seeing a, a jump scare movie. I highly recommend if you can and if it's available, seeing it with like the 4D thing. What do they where call you it? Get like the wouldn't it be 4D? No, since the seats move too. I don't because you don't. I don't remember what it's called, but certain theaters, um, especially Cobb theaters, have it, and it's basically like the seats will move. The best movie I ever saw on it was Star Wars. That was the coolest thing ever. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but it, what the cool thing is that if you do get motion sick, like I do, you can turn down the intensity of the movement and the vibration. And I really like that. If anybody's like, <clears throat> if anybody's from Cincinnati or remembers like OG Top Gun back in the day in Kings Island, um, they had like a movie thing you would see before you would get on the mm -hmm. ride. And the seats would fucking move, and it had the screen. Do you remember I that? I do remember that. Oh, my God. That was when Kings Island was good. I'm not going to go there. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I love the way. My old friend, like when your childhood just. 
<laughs> I feel so old. Ah! <laughs> I love how this movie starts because, can we just talk about how this movie starts? Because, what the fuck? You've got this woman who's like, um, he's at it again or whatever. And they're like, he got away. And you see this. The, in, the beginning <clears throat> of the movie fucks you up so bad because you're like, what is happening right now? <laughs> What in the world? They're in, you know, they're clearly in some type of asylum, mental hospital. This doctor goes in with a staff. It's clearly a child. I mean, you you see little socks, so you're like, okay, this is a kid. But then they have it strapped to the chair, and you're like, whoa, that's not a kid. And you don't know what the fuck it is, though. And they're <laughs> like, which I originally thought was a a new nightmare reference, but it wasn't. Um, we have to remove the cancer. Yeah, and then I thought, okay, well, malignant, malignant cancer. <clears throat> okay, maybe I see where they're going with it. And I just love how it just goes from that to absolutely like this woman is with her like twenty seven years from... later. <laughs> one so much later, so much so that the old narrator got tired of waiting, and they had to hire a new one. <laughs> Um, yeah, she just walks in pregnant with scrubs on and dickhead husband. Yeah. This guy's beyond a scrub. Fuck this guy. Yeah, that, um, scene was, I, I have not been, I've been physically abused, but not to that point. And I know people personally who have, and that was honestly kind of hard to watch because I was like, he, he slams her head into the wall so fucking hard. I literally was like. She might have, is she get a concussion from that? Because she fell asleep and then woke up later and the back of her head was still bleeding. And I was terrified because I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I was like. That's a traumatic brain injury right there. Like, that's not good. You and then he gets. your skull. And then he gets. <laughs> he gets murdered by what looks like Diane from Lights Out. Let's be real. <laughs> so, oh, when she said that immediately, it's I was like, oh, Jane Juan, okay, right, like that, because and, and lights out. I'm sorry, I'm still a fray cat of the dark. That movie fucked me. That movie's so good though. I was like, leave the lights on. Like, all I'm so sorry. Um, wanted to duct tape every light switch. And I that <laughs> so he My dies. Was like, why are all the lights on? So he dies, and we're all kind of like, well, um, we were like, okay, anyway, whatever. We don't really give a fuck. Um, and um, so she goes downstairs because she thinks something's wrong, and like we mentioned, something in the back of her head is bleeding, and we're kind of like, oh no. And then she comes in contact with this crazy fucking thing, and um, this thing keeps happening where it, it the, the the effects of this is so neat. I just think it's neat when she is somewhere and then all of a sudden the entirety starts melting away and she's somewhere else. Okay, I hate to make this reference because this movie fucking sucked, but <laughs> you know what it reminded me of when the walls were melting away like that and she was in a, uh, the sequel to Silent Hill? The one with John, oh my God. The one with John Snow <laughs> Listen, I actually like that movie. But I know, I do too, I actually and I know a like lot of people hate it. And that's the only reason why I said it's terrible, because I know a lot of people hate it. And there's going to be people out there like, you actually liked this? And I like, did actually I like the sequel. I kind of liked it. <clears throat> I kind of... Not just because of Jon Snow. Me either. That honestly, I mean, obviously, had nothing we didn't to do know with it. He, his romance kids are... Like, Kit honestly, we didn't know he was... Like, this was before he was Jon Snow. Yeah. Um, before he actually knew nothing. But yeah. That, <laughs> oh my God, sorry. Um... <laughs> 
that was actually it, it actually was good i know a lot of people fucking hated it but especially the scene when they're in the hotel room together and she yeah. figures out who he is yeah and she's like oh my god you tricked me and then god, i've seen that movie way too many times that i remember all this um, i'm playing it in my head as you're saying i just so said it was fun. terrible <laughs> And the walls start melting away mm -hmm. from the hotel and you yep. realize that they're in Silent Hill and that that effect yeah. looked almost exactly the same. Identical, yep. I yeah. agree with that. That's the only, if any of you guys have seen that, so that was like the only reference point I could make because I would never seen anything like that in a movie before where it, it was almost a weird way of making you... Because I've seen movie where, movies where they've shot like dream sequences. Yeah. And I think it was like James Wan's way of, you know, obviously before you get to the very ending and realize what's really going on, it was like his way of, <clears throat> excuse me, almost making you think that she was in some kind of like dream yeah. state. Very possible. In a way. Well, it, it's what kind of gave, because me and you and your husband collectively as a third, as a whole. It was so awesome. Figured it out in 45 minutes, <clears throat> which to be honest with you, that's the part that helped us figure out the psycho the, the psychic connection. Right. Because we were like, she's clearly psychically connected to this killer somehow because she's there with him. Like how how is that happening? Because really it was by the second <laughs> one. So when she when she's attacked and wakes up the next morning in the hospital, she's with her sister who she's been separated from um because she's with this douchebag ex and uh they tell her that her baby did not survive um so and apparently she's had several miscarriages over the years and they you know you, you figure out why later um so she's they're interviewed by t the detective shaw and detective moss and um that's when uh madison reveals that she who is annabelle's character Madison reveals to her sister, Sydney, that she was adopted when she was eight years old. Um, so then the killer kidnaps a woman. Um, well, you start figuring out that everybody... Oh, the doctor. So the doctor from the beginning of yes. the movie. That's, okay, so this is when you start figuring out... They're all connected. Everyone that who's they're killing is connected. is connected to the very beginning of the movie. The doctor you see, the... The other assist. So yeah, anybody that was there in the beginning of the movie that was attacking this child thing or whatever, um, you realize is the ones that are dying. And then that's when you realize that that that's when we realized that this was actually a psychic connection with her and the killer, not not that she was in like a dreamlike state. She right. was actually like in psychically connected, psychically like, connected to the kid. Mm -hmm. Um. So Shaw and Moss figure out through a, they find a picture of Madison um, and discover that Dr. Weaver specialized in child reconstructive surgery. Um, also, just to let you guys know, when the first murder happens and you're watching it happen, if you're watching closely enough, I noticed it, but I didn't say anything because I was like, am I watching this wrong? It wasn't until the second one where I was like, why is everything that the killer doing backwards? Yeah. I was like, it literally looks like you're looking at a mirror. You don't notice it the first time, but it's the second murder. <clears throat> you can notice it if you're watching the way that he is stabbing him. The hand is backwards. See, if I go the very <clears throat> first murder, 
when when he kills the oh when he the kills husband. the husband oh yeah because yeah, yeah, that's can't. not that but it's no. the one it's you're right it's, it's the one, one of the hotel killing room. the guy in the room and it's backwards the, i'm like what is happening? so you're like what the fuck i think that's when we all <laughs> noticed that because we're like I was like, I why don't. Is it ha- why is this backwards? I don't mean to alarm you, but um, <laughs> why is it like a mirror? I'm like, it literally looks like a mirror. I'm fucked up. What's happening? Because it looks like they're stabbing him from behind, but it's going forward. Like they're standing like- backwards and stabbing them, and you're like, <clears throat> okay, that doesn't make any sense. So while Shaw and Moss are trying to figure out like why did they find this picture of Madison when she was a kid this is weird well because they did they did age progression mm-hmm. on this picture of a child and then that's when they they're like oh okay clearly this is Madison um, <laughs> I was like where'd you why'd you get a picture of that woman she came in today or whatever we, they were like, <laughs> he was like, he was like what, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so the killer contacts Madison and reveals himself to be Gabriel. And then that's when the name flashes back and she mentions to her mother and her mother shows her these home uh, movies of her. And these home movies are before Sydney is born and it's showing her like she's talking to herself or she would actually pick up this toy phone and like Gabriel was talking to her. Mm -hmm. Um, So this whole time you're thinking, Oh God, what the fuck is she like? So when, when it said imaginary friend, of course, the first thing that popped up in my head was, oh, no, it's not an imaginary friend. It's a demon. It's clearly right. a demon. Um, but then I was like, okay, so why does everything that this killer does, why does it look like a mirror? Why is it backwards? And then you said, after that, you said, oh, my God, her head, like eyes in the back of her head kind of thing, because her head would bleed every time she would have, a, like, be connected. Yes. Every and time something would happen with her Gabriel, head would bleed. her head would be bleeding. Yeah, and then you were like, oh, like eyes in the back of her head kind of thing. And I was like, how did we get to the twin? How did we, how did we get to the twin theory? Like, we're, we're, what, what because was the thing that I brought that? up Edward Mordrake. And That's it right. made me remember it of all things from American Horror Stories uh, <laughs> freak show right. season. Because... Now, this is apparent, nobody knows if Edward Mordrake was a real person or if this really happened, but apparently in like the 18th or 19th century, there was this English nobleman named Edward Mordrake who was born with a vestigial twin on the back of his head. So a vestigial twin means that the whole entire twin didn't form in utero, but only like a part of the twin. So if people have ever seen like old pictures of like, I, I hate to use the term now, but um, what were colloquial, colloquially called circus freaks. Um, and you ever saw people with like extra limbs or something of that, like if they had, you know, there's there's one where it's a woman, she has like four legs or like two extra. It's, it's essentially a twin that didn't fully form, but only parts of the twin form. But we can't, we so thought at first though, thing, we thought at first it was an actual twin fully formed and burst that's what we thought but i'm trying to remember what i'm pretty sure it was the edward mordrake thing when i put the connection with the eyes with the the head head, with the head thing because the legend goes that edward mordrake had a vestigial twin but it was just a face on the back of his head and the face would move but never talk but edward mordrake said that the face would talk to him it like literally tormented him 
at night and it, it would it would tell him just it would say horrible awful things to the point that he actually killed himself to stop this twin in the back of his head from talking to him even though nobody else could hear it but he heard it so i kept going whoa wait a fucking minute because again like i said nobody knows if that edward mordrick thing is a legend or if it really happened well at first because of the whole cycle the psychic connection we were like there, there has to be a twin that was where we got the twin originally and then you which makes sense and then with the back of the head keep bleeding and you kept saying like and when everything was looking at it like a mirror that's when you came up with the the um that part of it where yeah, it was like I thought it about has to be connected and to I was her. like there has to be that has to be <clears> it <throat> so um Madison uh she with with the help of a uh she she goes under hypnotherapy and that's when she remembers that her birth name was actually Emily May and Gabriel kept calling her that and he would get jealous and want her to kill Sydney because her parents <coughs> were pregnant with Sydney at the time. I mean, even at one point where um, it was like Gabriel took her over and she was standing over her mother with a knife like she was going to stab her. Um, now, while all this is going on, there was a woman that was kidnapped by Gabriel that he's been holding hostage in an attic and you have no idea who this woman is, you know, you're like, what the fuck is going on? So um, during all of this, when she's under uh, hypnosis, she starts freaking out. They're like, get her out of this, get her out of this. Well, when she, when she actually came out of it, that's when they discovered that, because who fell through the, she did. did. That she woman fell through did. the attic. That's right. That so woman then you realize did. the whole fucking time that this woman has been in Madison's or in, we'll say Madison, Madison's attic. And you're like, and you're like, now wait a goddamn minute. Because <laughs> then it really that was, that was the moment really when we were like, it's like, the same person. It's got to be the same person. It's the same. It's got to be the same person. There's yeah. there's no there's no way at this point that it's not the same person. So. um I forget how to, how did they figure, oh, because of the name, because the of the name. name, because her name was Serena May, Madison's real name is Emily May, and that's that, how they figured yeah. out that Serena was really, is Emily's birth, Madison, for the sake of the story, is I Madison's also really love that the girl who played her young Serena as a young woman was uh, Janet from The Conjuring too. Oh my god, it was. I was like, that's Janet. <laughs> I don't even know her real name. I but I was like, it. that's Janet. <clears throat> so yeah, they figure out that she's the mom. And uh, that's when everything is like really coming together. So, so they're um, kind of, they basically, oh my god, this whole fucking end sequence when he just... Well, prior to that, because this is what really blew it open. Sydney goes back to that uh, abandoned asylum that uh, Emily was because at that's that's where, Madison. That's where they was she placed. Okay, so she's been there since birth. Mm -hmm. um, and they still had all of the they still had the, all the records uh, and, and all the, that and kind the of videotapes stuff. and everything. And that's when they re that's when everybody or when the when you know literally the shit hit the fan and you realize <laughs> that. Gabriel is Emily's twin. It's literally her vestigial twin. It's it's his head. Like literally, the only thing that they share is the same brain and the spine and spinal cord. 
but he has like eyes and teeth and everything i mean it's like he kind of looks like victor crowley to be living in the back of her head a little bit Um, a little bit more fucked up than victor crowley but he kind of does look like a little bit like victor crowley amazing amazing work um now the reason why the term malignant got brought up is because um they're they're calling gabriel a uh teratoma now the way I found out about a teratoma was the movie Teeth. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, I'll let you look that up yourself. Um, if you haven't seen that, go fucking watch it right but now. But a teratoma is literally... Now, this is something that's fucking real. It is literally a tumor that can have hair, muscle, teeth, or bone in it. I just felt something touch with the top of my head. <laughs> I was like, so what weird. the fuck was that? <laughs> so literally someone could have... A woman could have an ovarian tumor and they could remove the tumor and the tumor could have teeth in it. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. So <laughs> it's 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 crazy. It's and it's actually a real I mean, even other mammals can get it. There's actually been reports of um there was a really crazy picture that came out a couple years ago of somebody that killed a cougar in the wild and the cougar on the top of its head had a vestigial twin. It literally looked like there was a mouth with canine teeth coming out of the top of this cougar's head. And it was, lit- I mean, it was like, an, it was like an animal version of fucking Gabriel this. and her, like of this. <laughs> and that's when you realize that this could actually even happen to other animals. This is a real thing. Um, but I, I kind of like, cause they, I, I don't really like the teratoma thing. I mean, I guess, Technically, he could be considered a cancer. I mean, because you definitely want him to fuck off her head. So he, I don't think people. he would have been considered a cancer had he been, you know, not a piece of shit. And not fucking evil and you know, possessive yeah, and wanting yeah. to murder everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, when when it happens, when this thing goes what's shit, really What's like, really funny is that, okay, oh so they, they put her in this uh, holding cell. Oh, I'm sorry, real quick, too, because I because obviously people are going to be wondering if you, if you haven't already figured it out. So as a little kid, because they knew that it was attached to her brain stem, if they tried to remove her brain, like it yeah. would fucking kill her. She it, would die. It would kill Madison, Emily, whatever. And so <laughs> we'll just call her Madeline. They, there you go. Essentially, all that they did was. They removed now i mean she had a full twin on her like what you saw in the beginning of the movie that thing like thrashing around that was it was arms legs like it was actually growing out off of her back so they removed the arms and the legs and all of that from her back but essentially with her head the only thing that they did they just basically pushed him into her skull and kind of just sewed it up to just kind of push him, like literally push him into the back of her head, basically, literally. So that blow to the back of her head that she took, where her skull yep. cracked, that's what made that Gabriel woke him come up. back. It woke him up, yep. basically, after all of these years. So now we get to the part, because this is where the shit hits the fan. When this is amazing. It's incredible. When So obviously she's arrested because, you know, this woman's in your attic. Come the fuck on. Which, I literally know, looked right at Becky and I was like, this is not going to go. Oh my, we knew it. <laughs> I knew it immediately. I was like, like, oh, we both, we all looked at each other like, uh, uh. 
I was like, this is about to be a this bloody mess, y'all. This ain't going to be for none of those lesbians in the <laughs> um, um, So, Sydney attacked by Gabriel. Okay, so Gabriel attacks them. Probably one of the most amazing fight sequences I have ever seen oh, in it was a incredible. film. Because you actually watch him take over her you body. You see him come out of the back of her head. So you get the full vision of the face. And then you get to, to really see up close how they were able to shoot. Like, I don't know who did <laughs> the, did the Gabriel action sequences. But I mean, who the fuck? Now, obviously, there was certain parts of it that were CGI. Because right. like, I don't even know how. To, there's no fucking way. But, um... <laughs> Like the other parts where it was like, that was somebody that did that. that, Oh, it was a woman, actually. Her name was Marina Mazeppa. I'm probably butchering that. Um, Okay, so clearly she's a contortionist. She has to be a contortionist. They would have had to have a contortionist. I literally don't know how in the fuck somebody, how those scenes. They were literally shot backwards. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's it's him doing everything backwards. Yeah. It was fuck. I mean, smashing heads, fucking. That was an incredible Amazing. fight scene. I I seriously don't think I've seen a fight scene that good since like Kill Bill. Like, and even the whole scene insane. in the in the <laughs> and Zoe. Bill. Wow. And like the whole <laughs> when she goes, all she, good. Like when he goes to the police station. Yes. They were like, bring in the fucking National Guard. Like, he was in fucking sane. Like, killed everybody. Like, Literally killed, ooh, like, fucked wow. everybody up. <laughs> they were like, we're gonna need the National Guard. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, that girl actually won, um, she won America's Got Talent. For what? She won being a, a contortionist. For being a contortionist. Really? What does she look like? She's actually kind of hot. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Jesus Christ. She cute. I was gonna say she cute. Like, she kinda she kinda she's, hot. She's she kinda hot. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah, see. She, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, she's kinda she's hot. nice. She's very nice. Um <laughs> I mean not in this movie, but uh No <laughs> like not at all. Um Yeah, that that scene just it 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 was fucking insane. I mean they really they they nailed it. They fucking nailed it. They knew exactly what they were doing, and they fucking nailed it. It was incredible. Um, but, now, but essentially at that point, oh my god, I just okay. So I just I just read that Ingrid Bisu, who is James Wan's wife, and and also plays in the movie, right? Um, because she's one of the uh, writers. I just read her fascination with medical anomalies led her to read about Edward Mordred. <laughs> well, there you go. See, I knew that because that's what led me to knowing about Edward Mordred. I knew about it way before, you know, American Horror Story Freak Show. And the reason why I came up on it is because if any, if you get into anything about medical abnormalities or anomalies, that story always comes up because either it was an urban legend or it really happened. Nobody, I mean, it's, it's kind of been thrown around either way. Um, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm just blown away. Cause I was like, I was like, there, somebody would have, if you know the story, yeah. somebody, it, it, it was, too, somebody had to be inspired. It, it was, was too, too similar. It was way too fucking similar. 
So essentially at this point, you can't what was you his can't name? Gabriel. kill Gabriel, Gabriel because it's going to kill Madison. Anything you do right. is going to kill is gonna kill her too. Because now he's back at the um hospital at this the point. The whole time Gabriel just literally wants to kill Serena, which is Emily's actual mother, his mother, and um her her adopted sister. Like he just he doesn't want her to have any family or anything. And then his sister, her sister, says you have to fight him. And it like she's like you have to fight him from the inside. You have to fight him. I know you're still in there. I know you're listening to me. And that was so like cool. That whole part that right really there awesome. was really neat because you're seeing her in her head, still at the, at the. At the prison. At the prison. Because she thinks everything's okay. She's yeah, she has sitting there. no idea. It's like, it's, and then you realize he puts her in these states to shut her down so he can take over. Because he knows he she can that. fight him. And what ultimately did it is you end up finding out, now going back to the beginning because she lost the baby and you find out she's had multiple miscarriages when I said that. This is what fueled her. Sydney yelled at her, the reason he's absorbed the bit he kills them mm -hmm. every time because he's so fucking jealous every time you got pregnant he killed the babies and that fucking did it she for was her. she was done she was because <laughs> she because if you if you remember she thought that when everybody thought well okay the husband probably beat her so many times right and when he pushed her into the wall that's what did it and then you realize no this was him doing it every single... I mean, seven miscarriages she had. Yeah. And that was him doing it every single time. And that pushed her over the fucking edge. She was done after that. And it was really was cool done. because, like, you're seeing it... She puts Gabriel in her perspective... Like, in a perspective she wants him to see where he thinks he kills her sister and the mom. And I was like, no, he... I was like, this didn't happen. She's got control of him now. And that's exactly what happened. She got control of him and ended up saving her her biological mother and her adopted sister. And then she's like, you're the only family I need. And we're like, ah! We both were like, this is how I, now I, now it's definitely a James Bond film because I'm crying. <laughs> so I'm horrified the whole time. And then by the end of, like I'm fucking snot bubbles. God damn it. The fucking family. Thing. It's Insidious 3 all over again. Yeah. Anyway, um. God damn it. So, um. But no, like, it was. She it basically was... pushes him into a cell. Like, in her in her brain. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, he's he's done. She pushed him away. Um. But then, you know, I love how they kind of do that. You kind of get almost, almost this, like, uh. What was that? What was that movie? Um. Oh shit! Inception, like when the top is spinning and you're like, did it ever fall down? Like in the background, you kind of hear you hear the humming mm -hmm. because Gabriel would like travel through um, electronics. Yeah, like when when he would talk to someone on the phone, he would like psychically link into electronics, and that's how he would talk to you. Um, so when you heard the humming. You were like, because I mean, essentially, at the end of the movie, you realize that Gabriel didn't go away. Gabriel, he can't go away. Right. He can't. She just has he, to keep him at bay. If he dies, she dies. 
So I love how he kind of snuck that in there a little bit, and then the movie ends because then because you because ultimately, even though it ended on a on a good note, you realize like you're still kind of on edge. You're like, <laughs> you're like, because he's not gone. No, he's still there. He's still there. So he's still hanging out. Literally, I personally really loved this movie. Um, I thought it was absolutely because I loved what someone on Twitter said. They were like. I figured it out. I knew what was happening, but the movie was so interesting and yes. done so well that I was able to hang on to the film, even knowing what was happening, which is what I've explained to you about I us. wanted to keep watching it. Yeah. I knew us, the twist. I knew it in the first 10 minutes because they showed all the bunnies and I was like, bunnies are usually only fun to cloning, cloning, clones. Oh, Oh. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I, I did too, pretty much. I mean, I was like, oh. Oh. But okay. it was still so interesting enough to where I wanted to know what happened. I wanted to finish the movie just like this one. Right. We figured it out, but still I was like, ooh, what's going to happen? And that motherfucking fight scene at the end was worth every, oh my god. Like, <laughs> that fight scene was incredible. I love how it says the, this part on Wikipedia. The film grossed Thirty million against a budget of forty million, and received mixed reviews by critics who either found it painfully average or bloodily brilliant. That's what I'm saying. I think that pretty much sums it up. You either fucking love it or you fucking hate it. I am not. There's nobody that I have found that's like meh. <laughs> I honestly think that there were too many people that went into this movie thinking it was going to be because we we know James is really big on his uh and I think this in a way is kind of an uh, an a tip of the hat to um Argento. He he likes to give those one name uh movies. One and what name, I mean yeah. I, what I mean by Argento, you know, if you guys aren't it, Suspiria, if you yeah. you saw the original title of insidious it looked just like and I'm, the original suspiria 77 argento version um so i think a lot of people thought with it just being the one name malignant that you were getting another conjuring we were getting another insidious we were getting another so i think especially in the beginning when you thought that maybe this was a demon that was that gabriel because i mean okay you know gabriel being a and admittedly before i knew Gabriel being a biblical name, I immediately went to okay. Gabriel's a demon. James Wan, de course. James Wan demons. You know, like James that's Wan a, and demons. James Wan and them demons. <laughs> so that's like immediately where my brain went. Um, especially when she was a little girl and it was talking to her and everything. So I will give the people who expected an insidious conjuring movie. Out of this, I will give you the benefit of the doubt, and here's the reason why. I, yeah, the way it was advertised. That's why I will give you the benefit of the doubt because the way it was advertised, it was advertised. The music sounded like Insidious, and it looked the way that the the filming looked like The Conjuring. So I will give you the benefit of the doubt going into that because that's what you expected. Watch it again, just like I did with Hereditary. Because Hereditary was advertised weird, and I went in expecting something completely different than what I got, and I hated it. 
And I was like, no, I'm going to give this film another chance because I'm going to watch it from this point of view. If you go back in and try again, you may like it. You may not, and that's fine. But when you go into a movie with expectations and you don't get what you thought you were going to get, more than likely you're not going to like it. And that's just coming from somebody who every time I expect something from a film and I don't get what I expected, I don't like it. Usually. Unless I have, like, my mind open enough. Because I'm starting to do that more now with films. I'm trying to leave my mind more open and not expect anything. Um, because I have in the past done that so much. Hereditary. The movie Mother. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Those two very much in particular, I hated them. Hated them the first time I saw them. Because I didn't get it. And I expected something completely different. I think this movie is definitely for a lot of people... A second go round. I think a lot of people need to go back and watch. Because this honestly, movie. do you remember when Hereditary first came out? The reviews were very much like yeah. this, and now everyone is obsessed with Hereditary. It's like you just got to give it that second shot because you're going into it with a different mindset. I, you know, I loved it the first time I saw it. I thought, I thought it was so visceral and I thought it was so emotional and it really, I think that anybody that has lost someone or been affected by grief or if they didn't, you know, I really connected with Tony Collette's character in Hereditary because in, in some similar ways, I, I lost my mother and you know, I, to this day, I don't, you know, not to get like super personal, but like, I don't know a lot about my mom. My mom was not close with her family. I'm not close with her family. And my mom did not talk about her, her past a lot. She didn't talk about, so like. She wasn't like, you know. I mean, probably, 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 probably. It would make a lot of fucking sense. <laughs> I hope I find out soon though. God damn it. Um, <laughs> but Jesus I'm, just, I'm just saying like, I, I could connect with that. And I think anybody could connect if you, if you had kind of an estrangement with someone that was a family member and then they die and you realize like, oh my God, I didn't know anything about them. And then you have to like go through their things and you're like, okay, I really didn't know them. And then a week I, later you lose your daughter. I mean, but for him to take a concept like that. But then spin it so far into, you know, mom was a fucking high priestess for some <coughs> demon cult. It, it was like, holy shit. You know, I mean, he took, and I think that's the brilliance of what Ari Aster was able to do with not only Hereditary, but with Midsummer. I mean, take a, Hereditary was a grief film. Yeah. To a lot, I mean, it was, it was, it was a demonic film. It was, a, you know, at the, at the end, but that movie was about grief. That was a grief film. There was someone and, on Twitter. And, and like, Midsummer was, you know, you could, you could, you could easily say Hereditary was a demon film. You could easily say Midsummer was a cult film. But at the end of the day, Hereditary was about grief, and Midsummer was about abuse. Abuse. Someone on Twitter was like Ari Aster, who hurt you, sir? <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> we should probably talk. <laughs> I mean, because. I think we've had a Could lot of imagine, shared. I think we've had a lot of shared trauma. Could you imagine watching Midsummer and knowing that you are the bitch that he wrote about that film about? <laughs> Woo! Look, it made me think about the first time Nightmare on Elm Street came out. Whoever bullied Wes Craven, that poor kid named Freddie. 
I think he changed his name immediately. <laughs> he was like, well, he fun. saw that movie and he's like, Wes Craig. Oh, God, that was that kid I bullied. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it like all came together. Oh, Lord. He immediately, I would immediately change my fucking name. He literally, oh, went, my God. Oh, I'd get, Lord. I'd get plastic <laughs> surgery. I would fucking write. Exactly. Wes Craig. Oh. Oh, oh Lord. Oh. <laughs> that was the moment he realized he fucked up. Yeah, so same thing. Like when she's like Ari oh, Aster. That's my ex. He uh, Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing her, she wouldn't have got it. If that's, no, like, if not that's how all. she treated him, she wouldn't have understood yep, it. Yeah, she wouldn't have understood it. Not in the slightest. Not at all. Um, but yeah, I I, again, I think this is one of those movies a lot of people need to revisit. I think a lot of people went into it with completely different expectations. And, yeah, you know, me and Casper said, I'll tell you right now, until Halloween Kills comes out, Candyman is at the very top of my list. That movie yes. was brilliant. That movie was a masterpiece. Agreed. That movie was everything. Agreed. I honestly, but Malignant I, is number two. I don't think Halloween Kills is going to beat out Candyman for me, but it, but it might. I think Malignant. it might beat Malignant. I think that my <laughs> top three for 2021 are most definitely going to be Candyman, Halloween Kills, and Malignant. Special mention to The Conjuring 3. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Should say that. Should say that. I keep forgetting that came out this year because I was really happy about it. It wasn't my favorite, but I was really happy about it. I <clears throat> love that they took on that story. Yes. I was really waiting for someone. I'd known about that story for years, and I was waiting for somebody to make some type of movie about it. So I was really happy that it involved Warrens. Um, but yeah. I, I have I'm, been seeing incredible reviews for Halloween Kills. Oh, I have too. I actually saw someone I say, besides the original 1978, even counting all the other Halloween movies ever made, they were like, this is it. Like, this is the top dog of Halloween movies. And I was I got, I get chills just, when I saw the trailer, I was covered well, yeah, in the full first, body chills. The first one, because what was the one before this? The one before Halloween Kills? It's, it's just 2018. Just, oh, so it's just, just Halloween. Halloween. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, as someone, and I and I've said this a million times how much of how much of a John Carpenter fan I am, uh the 2018 Halloween was everything. I mean, if 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 you're a solid fan of the 1978 one like I am and and was desperately wanting a real continuation to this story, wipe everything else clean. Let's just let's take the first one. And and take it from there. This is this is everything. I mean, it was everything it could ever be. And I mean, even for the second one, the fact that they even took the fact that they got and it's just so funny to me that she's like one of the Real Housewives. Now, but the <laughs> fact that they got right, you're like Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay. I'm sorry, Lindsay. Screaming. Um, I mean, just the little things like the fact that they got her to be in this. It's like the ode to Halloween three in this one. Oh, stop! Oh my God! Also, Soulcraft just released... happy, happy Halloween, Halloween. Uh, in case anybody wants to know, Soulcraft just released a bunch of merchandise. That's all Halloween three season. I mean, like hoodies, uh, coffee mugs. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go like bankrupt and buy that hoodie. Um, it's okay. God, people are putting out such cute Halloweens. I'm like, stop. Stop it. I don't I'm have broke. <laughs> I'm a broke bitch. 
Broke bitch witch. I'm a broke ass bitch. Bitch. <laughs> I'm a broke ass witch. Bitch. I'm a gross. Gross. <laughs> and that too. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm a broke ass witch. Bitch. I'm a broke. Bitch. Gross. Bitch. 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 <laughs> What's happening? I don't even know. <clears throat> um. No. The tra- the new trailer that released Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay was in it. God, it's so good. Do you? Th- th- it's oh so my god. Because the kid good. was like, there was this guy in this mask, and she looks, and she's like, she said, like, she started screaming, like, run, and I was like, that's Lindsay! Yeah, I fucking, <laughs> well, I, I was so happy. I am so happy about this. Oh. Um, This is how you, this is how you do it. <laughs> now that's stuck in my head. Also, um, guys, don't forget, Tuesday... Uh, come this upcoming Tuesday, October twelfth. Sci-fi. Get your little asses ready because Chucky is back, and Yay! I am so fucking excited. I cannot stand it. I'm like, I will buy sci-fi for as long as I need. <laughs> I do not care. Like my, that's my little fucker. I can't wait to see this. Or stream it on the app, or or that. I. It looks so fucking funny. It. Oh my god. It. It looks like cult revamped. I'm just happy to see the story continuing, and I'm just really happy for um, Mancini. Don. Don. I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy for Don. I'm really happy for Jennifer. I'm happy for Brad and Fiona. I'm just happy for everybody that's involved because... They're such a family, man. Yeah. They, they post about each other all the time, and they're always together and hanging out and... That's just awesome that they've been able to keep that together. Well, and they have such a solid, Chucky has a solid (coughs) fan base. And I'm so happy to see it going and continuing the way it does. I mean, you know, for me, all I have now is Halloween and Chucky because Robert is way too old to ever do a Freddy movie again. And honestly, he doesn't want to. And honestly, I don't want any more. For the love of God, I don't want any more Freddy movies. Please, please let that be a franchise that is dead. I, I, I. I want it dead. If Halloween wasn't I doing love as well that as franchise doing right so much, now, but I want that franchise dead. I would be saying you the know, same. Robert thing. is my father's age. Wes is is R.I.P. is gone. So it, I, I don't. I I personally don't want any more Freddy incarnations. But um, oh, don't forget Scream coming out. Halloween, I'm happy about. I keep forgetting about that. <clears throat> Scream, I'm really happy about. Um, and Chucky, I'm I'm glad to see these these uh, 70s and 80s horror. Well, of course, screen 90s uh, horror fan horror films still staying alive because they do have a very very solid fan base, and they've you know they've been done well. You know, I'm I'm really happy with. How, I'm so glad John Carpenter's still around. I'm so glad he got over all that bitterness. You know, and it's easy to be bitter. <laughs> It's very easy Especially to be when it's something that's but, like solely um, yours, and I'm, then all that shit just happens. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I I'm glad it. he got over that bitterness, though, uh, because people love Michael Myers. I mean, even through all the other people, <clears throat> I, I fucking love that character. I, I do lo- too, and I love the original story. I love you know him going after Lori. I love I love every I love everything about that story, and I love even and I love now that they're taking on such a such a psych- psychological component about how this has affected Lori, how this has affected her daughter, how this has affected her granddaughter. Her granddaughter. I mean, like <coughs> literally, Michael is PTSD. He's like the fucking. 
He's just a walking PTSD. Michael Myers is a walking (laughs) generational trauma. It's like, God damn, sir. (laughs) Stop it. Yeah, so, and it, and it, if, you know, we, we discuss how we think it should end, and I hope that they do some type of incarnation because at the end of the day, Michael needs to die. And, um, if it's done right, it's it's gonna make fans very happy. If it's done the way that we had discussed that yeah. we think it should end, I will not only cry, I will literally cheer. Yeah, I will scream Same. and I will be like, "This is what the fa- this is this is it." Like this is what all and Halloween's not even my favorite series. Chucky is, and then Freddy's second, but Halloween's my third. And I'm still like, this is how you fucking do it. Yeah. That's why I'm excited to see what Don's done with the Chucky series. Because to be completely honest with you, the Chucky series didn't stop. Like, he's he's been making them quite over some time. Um, but yeah, Freddy, Freddy, no more nightmares. Stop the nightmares, please. Yeah. <clears throat> and no more and if, Friday if the they... 13th. You're going to make another one, but don't. Oh my god, I keep seeing that floating around. They are going to make another one. Yeah, because of it being 13 of them. That's the only reason. Okay, well then can we stop after that then? Can we just not do can 13? We, can we not? Can we? Yeah, I don't really want to see. Well, oh God, I'm going to watch it. Me with paranormal, the new paranormal activity. This looks like bullshit. Am I going to watch it? I'm going to yeah. watch it. I'm not going to pay to watch it, but I'll watch and it. And I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm going to be like, this is not fucking But I'm going to watch This is the stupidest Look, shit. Look, this is how you know you're a horror fan. Because... <laughs> You're still going to put up with it, but you're not going to pay for it, and you're not going to like it, and you're going to bitch the whole time, but you owe it to yourself, if you're a true horror fan, to go through that misery, because it's what you do. It's what we do. It's what we do. Oh, look, there's another Paranormal Activity movie coming out. Let's watch the trailer. Watch the trailer. This looks (laughs) like the dumbest shit I've ever seen. My roommate. You going to watch it? Yeah? Yes. Of course I am. We're both going to watch it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> am I gonna I watch another Friday the Thirteenth? comes out? the same thing. Like, are you gonna watch? Yeah, of course I am. Am I gonna watch another Nightmare if it happens? You're Absolutely, goddamn right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna bitch the whole fucking time. But I'm gonna watch it. this bullshit. <laughs> well, then why are you watching it? Because because uh, I have to be in the know. <laughs> we're true horror fans, and I'm sure you guys understand the shat we have set through. <laughs> Someone said that Twilight was the worst movie ever made. Oh my and I god! Was like, they have—they are not no. a horror fan. Wow! They are not a horror no. fan because I have seen some. Not at all. Wow! I'm like, what the, in the world? Someone said literally the human centipede exists, but go off. <laughs> I was like, what? I actually thought the human centipede was really good. I actually, did. <laughs> I said I commented the turning literally exists, but go off. <laughs> I yeah, I, I I have to look. I have to question certain people when they go like insert whatever movie is the fucking worst movie ever and I'm like worst movie ever to you because I'm pretty sure that the consensus is pretty cool that the turning is probably one of the worst films ever made is god awful um but yeah I I I have to question that I have to go okay well yeah because some of these are bad, but I don't know about the worst movie ever, but The Turning is the worst. <laughs> the Turning is terrible. Hands down is fucking terrible. I'm just very thankful that Mike Flanagan saved that story because oh, Bly Manor came out the same year. Oh, boy. So he, I was Because like, I told you, I was like, this, this is The 
turning of the screw. This is it. And then this is it. <laughs> you got on the... <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was and he like made he it. That. It was almost like he did that on purpose. And he made it gay. <laughs> can can we just give it up to Mike Flanagan for always having that token gay character in all of his shit? <laughs> because he did it in Midnight Mass. He did it in Blind Manor. He did it in Haunting of Hell House. And I'm just like, well, it his Katie <laughs> isn't straight. Is she? There's no way I she's straight. No, I don't I, think she is at all. I personally and do not think so. I think that I that, don't think that's just me hoping. I think that that <laughs> has just, part to do with it. And probably, honestly, I think the way he was raised has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if she is, I'd be shocked. I'd honestly, oh, I, she's I, straight. I, oh yeah, I'd, I'd be, be shocked. I'd be like, what? That's weird. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like every time Sarah Paulson kisses a man, I'm like, no. I don't even like. No, like, I don't even like when Kate Siegel kisses a man and she's married. I'm like, no, like, <laughs> no, don't be kissing Stop the man. Doing that. No. So, what would we rate *Malignant*? What would you <clears throat> rate it? I gotta give it a nine. Yeah. I gotta give too. it a nine. What did I give Candyman? Ten. We both yeah. gave oh, yeah, Candyman tens. Oh, yeah, because that was that was a masterpiece. There's. Nothing. I may have said a nine point five, but I take that back now and say a ten out of ten. There was I don't know what I was. Absolutely smoking. nothing wrong at all. <laughs> it was a um, perfect movie. Malignant nine. Yeah, for sure. So Halloween Kills has got to get. I could gripe higher. about very minuscule things, but at the end of the day, because it's not as perfect as Candyman was flawless. Literally. It just uh Malignant is just it's not just that it's a good movie, it's different. And I'm so sick and tired of seeing the same shit over and over and over and over that Malignant really stood out to me as something very different, a different concept, <clears throat> something that is like taking a real thing and making it into a horror film. It was done incredibly well. The fight scenes were incredible. It's just nice to see. It's nice to see something different. That's how that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. And that's why I'm so that that's why I solidly give it a nine and why I loved it so much is because it was so out of the fucking box. And I think honestly that's why a lot of people <laughs> didn't like it either. Maybe not even just take out the James Wan aspect of it and expecting something different. Um I think that's why a lot of people didn't like it. I think it was just so out of the box and just completely. I I also think, and I was reading this too. There are some critics out there that take certain movies just way too fucking seriously. And I think that a lot of critics out there took this movie way too fucking seriously. And I'm just like, it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie about a chick having a <laughs> fucking vestigial twin in the back of her goddamn head. Why would you take any of that seriously? It's kind of like how I people... mean, there were literally scenes that were kind of comical. It was sort of, and I'm and I appreciated that because you need a little splash of that in horror. You need a little humor in there. It's kind of and... like the people who literally review the Chucky movies. Oh my god! Like so seriously, I'm like, these are movies about a killer doll. Yeah, and it's just there are a pe- there are critics that do that to a lot of movies, and I think and it's specifically horror films. Yeah, I I think that a lot of horror films <clears throat> don't get the credit that they deserve because critics go into it and they critique it like they would any other genre, and you can't do that with horror. It's almost like with certain elements of horror, you right. can't. 
again, like a, a killer doll, this fucking movie, why would you go into something like that taking it seriously? I mean, come the fuck on. The way Malignant started, as campy <laughs> as it was, I knew from that moment this movie was not supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah, no. The way the music sounded, yeah, no. the way it was campy, I loved it. I absolutely that whole loved Matrix that. scene where it's like the <laughs> backward Matrix. I was, I was like, like, what the fuck? I was like, this movie's not supposed to be taken seriously. No. And I yeah. loved it. So I, loved I thought it. it was great. But yeah, Halloween Kills has a lot to live up to. I think I think it. I personally think it's gonna beat out Malignant. I do too. But, um, I don't think it's gonna beat out Candyman. I don't. It, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, the thing about that is too is that Candyman is a sequel and Halloween Kills is a sequel. So it's yeah. kind of like depending on how if Halloween Kills goes the way I want it to, it will beat Candyman. Is this the last one or no? Halloween is, Ends is the last that's, one, that's, which is next year. If yes, okay. If Halloween Kills the go up the way I want it to, it might beat out Candyman. If it doesn't. But it surprises me, maybe, but it will probably stay underneath Candyman because I've never seen a sequel to a film that was just, wow. Not a horror film. I always have to like, specify horror <clears> film. <throat> horror film, yes. Because Godfather 2 was amazing. But, um, <laughs> Titanic 2. Hey, look. <laughs> that movie's so god awful. Is so, it's on Tubi in case anybody <laughs> wants to watch it. But it was fucking awful it was i was like huh i fucking i was like what? i couldn't finish it i'll be they literally took I the couldn't. poseidon adventure and that's it yeah I, that was I, it i finished it i don't know how i think i've actually watched it twice to be honest i don't know like it's it's one of those movies it's so <clears throat> bad it's good you know, that just gave me a really good so idea. So it's on for... Tubi in case anybody just wants to have something done. I all in the of a background. sudden just got a really good idea for, for a horror podcast or for a podcast about movies are the best horror sequels. That's a good concept. I like that. Titanic 2 would not be one of them. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but no, that's a great concept because I have not. I because we've talked about terrible TV. sequels and we've talked about terrible movies, but we haven't actually talked about good ones. I it's I I, I don't I especially off the top of my head I don't, I don't know if I can name any good Cult of Chucky. Yes. <laughs> Dream Warriors. Oh my god. Oh my god. Dream Halloween 2018. Candyman. Oh Evil Dead god. Two. I oh can continue. <laughs> oh my god. Evil Dead Two. Okay. 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 <laughs> Evil Dead 2 is Because Evil shit. Dead 2 is amazing. The shit. Okay. Actually, right. Evil well, Dead 2 is better than Evil Dead. I, I I stand by that, and I will always stand by that. I, yeah. Yeah. You're right. So we should talk about that sometime. Anyway. So, guys, that was, is that everything on Maleg Malagnet? Malagnet? <laughs> Maggot? I almost call it Maleficent. Ma what? Malagnet. 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 My leg. <laughs> All right, guys. So that was. Did you say my leg or my SpongeBob? Oh, my oh. leg. Miley. <laughs> Miley. Oh my god, my brain. <laughs> anyway, 
So, guys, that wraps up our Malignant episode. If you yes. have seen it, you if you haven't seen it, you've seen it now because we just told you everything. <laughs> yeah, we literally um, told you everything. If you haven't seen, if you have seen it, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Yes. Uh, even if you didn't like the film, we still hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, maybe give it another chance. Yeah, I hope we changed my goal. My other goal in wanting to do this episode too was uh, hopefully give hearing our take on it. People who didn't like it the first go round would be willing to go back and watch it again. Because um, I I really believe in this movie so. <laughs> Um, um, you wanted me to mention next week's episode. Yeah, so because you were the one that found it. I I found it randomly. Um, gay. So, you know, we're keeping up every October, uh, unless, you know, there's a change. We try to do something Halloween themed because it's spoopy month. Um, so next week is our, uh, murder episode. Now, um, I know we were kind of running on a theme of unsolved murders, but we're kind of taking a switch with this one uh, because it is a lesbian Halloween murder. Guys, I am so excited about this. Um, I randomly found this story, uh, literally just looked up Halloween murders. And, um, Can you send me the article, by the way? Yeah, and I found this story. Um, it <clears throat> happened in the 1950s. There was a married woman had an affair the lesbian got jealous and killed her husband. Like, what the fuck? And this happened in the 1950s. Like, that is, I, I'm just, I saw, I heard that story and I was like, <clears throat> sold. And <laughs> I thought we, we have, it happened in, in LA. It's, you know, it's just got all of these, like, elements to it that I was like, we have to talk about this. <laughs> we, this is definitely, a topic that we need to talk about. I mean, it's got gay, it's got Halloween, it's got murder, it's got the fifties. It's that's that's. Everything. I feel like you that's know? just our like, aesthetic. It is. It really <laughs> just, is. It, it 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 really is. So, um, uh, the article that we're going to be using next week is from uh, Medium dot com, and um, I think we utilized them when we did the episode, the Project Poltergeist episode. I think we did, yeah. I yeah, we so. used. Uh, so they they've got some great writers over there. Um, so hopefully you guys tune into that episode next week because we are both very excited to talk about it. <laughs> very excited. Very. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good lord. All right, guys. So you know the you know the drill. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DFWTO Podcast. Handles are eight. Whoa. DFWTO 8811. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. All at Don't Fuck With The Original. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. My phlegm today. <clears throat> Guys, the allergies are real. So, <laughs> um, give us a follow. Give us a subscribe so you know when we put out new episodes. Rate us. Give us all the stars. Give us one star. If you give us one star, tell us why. Because we like reading the hilariousness. Yeah, we do. <laughs> one star <laughs> reviews are amazing. They are my fave. Um, <laughs> also, appreciate... There has been a couple five-star reviews that I have read where uh, you guys have been incredibly kind. Oh, and That's you. been very nice. Uh, the one who was looking for a Warren podcast that was actually in favor of them. And you found our podcast and you were really appreciative of that. That meant a lot. Um, because we we think very highly of the Warrens. So I really appreciate that. That one kind of made me a little teary-eyed. So I appreciate oh, that. Um, Thank you. <clears throat> That's awesome. We always talk about how funny the one-star reviews are. But we genuinely like care about 
you guys that leave the five-star reviews, people that I don't know personally, um, that's very kind of you guys to do that. And we really appreciate it. So you guys come back next week for the lesbian gay murder scene and <laughs> lesbian gay. <laughs> lesbian gay. I love it. Lesbian, lesbian gay, gay murder murder. And don't forget Tuesday, Chucky starts on sci-fi. Make sure to support Don and uh watch it any way you can because I fucking will be. Same. So alright guys. Love you. Have a great week and remember. Don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. <laughs> Sounded like a fucking horse. <laughs> Nay. <Dang. laughs>